0: Welcome to Extraordinary Retirement with Nate Yeomans and Greg Indovina from Design Wealth. In this podcast, we challenge people to rethink the traditional retirement paradigm and explore what a truly extraordinary retirement could be. Join us for this journey, where we explore the roadmap to retirement freedom as Nate and Greg draw from years of financial planning experience and knowledgeable guests to help people live the retirement of their dreams with zero regrets.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast with your hosts, Greg Indovina and Nate Yeomans. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, guys. How are you feeling today?
2: Feeling Doing great. Well, yeah. Monday morning. It's the beautiful first, day out there.
1: First big day of the new podcast. Is the excitement just flowing through you?
3: <laughs> Couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: believe that for a second. <laughs> Not for a second. Um, so we have Greg and we have Nate and I'm going to start with Greg. So, um, how did you get into this industry?
2: I got into this industry because the industry I was in prior to this, uh, told me I can't be in that industry anymore. I was in the technology. (laughs) I was in the technology industry in the nineties and, uh, you know, was with some big fortune 100 companies. And then ended up with, a, an, you know, in the internet space. And that went wonderfully until it didn't with the tech crash of 2000. So I had a chance to kind of just reevaluate what I wanted to do for the rest of my career. And a smart person said to me, uh, if you want to make your vocation your vacation, then w- what do you like to do? And, uh, you know, looking at bookshelves and, you know, my, my hobbies, I said, I, I need to be in something to do with wealth management. And that's, that's the path I took. Very
3: nice.
1: Yeah. And how about you, Nate?
3: Well, my path was, um, I didn't get started in the industry. I was in the medical device industry and, uh, I got to be a part, uh, and see, uh, surgeons do things at an extraordinary level, uh, to see them change people's lives because of what they were able to do and helping them from an orthopedic perspective. And, you know, I, while I enjoyed it, it was not something that was fulfilling me. Uh, I, during that career, I was investing. Uh, That's all the books I would read. That's all I would study. Uh, I would do it myself. And I found very similar to Greg is, you know, this is what I have a passion for. This is what I want to do. And I felt like if I have the ability to take that knowledge, that skill set and develop it at a very high level, no different than a surgeon would at his, his or her skill set and craft. And if I could do that and help people, then that's how I'm going to make a difference in the, in the world. And, uh, so I embarked on that journey, um, 17 years ago and I uh, haven't looked back since.
1: And Nate, how did you guys come together?
3: Well, Greg and I met, um, what was it, about uh, eight, nine years ago, Greg? I think it was a little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. And yeah. um, so we got connected through uh, mutual friends. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I think the very first night we sat down and had dinner mm. uh, together, our, our wives were there. And there was just an, an immediate connection, an immediate bond. Um, you know, we had very similar thought processes Greg was serving as a chief investment officer at the time and um, hadn't even actually moved to Colorado yet. And I still remember to this day having a conversation with Greg on the phone. And I said, you know, you and I might be working together one day. We might be doing something together at a higher level. And it took a lot longer than, you know, I thought it would. But that's exactly where we're at. And we're business partners today. So you were Right. I was right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our, our, and our, and our wives were right. Cause <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. yeah they,
2: they probably saw it before we did.
1: Yeah. Women are a little intuitive when it comes yes. to stuff like yes. that. Yes. yes. So Greg, what is it that you guys concentrate on? What is it the, you know, what type of client and what kind of specialty do you have?
2: Yeah, we are, we're retirement consultants. We, um, we help people, Live an extraordinary life now, not just waiting for retirement. But we we help them do that now, and then into retirement. So we're working with people that are, you know, fifty to to seventy or so, that are about to retire or are already retired. And the reason we've we've chosen that specialty is it's so rewarding to work with people at this at that phase of their life because. There's just so many possibilities, but there are also many, many different potential problems in the financial planning process for people that are approaching or are in retirement. It's a whole different ball game versus somebody that's 35 years old and you know making good money and just putting money into their 401k every other week. Um, that that accumulation phase of life is somewhat straightforward, but the, it, it is a true specialty to help people get to the point where they have enough information and knowledge. Uh, to make the decision to actually retire and then to live off of assets for the rest of their lives. And that's that's where we focus and that's what our passion is. That's what we love to do.
1: So what is the, um, how do you go about making an extraordinary life before even retirement age, not having to wait for it? What does some of that entail?
2: Yeah, some of that entails, uh, there's this artificial finish line of age 65, right? That everyone just has that in their, in their mind that uh, when I turn sixty five, that's what I'm going to start to live, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And and the and I, I had a I had a client years and years and years ago, one of my earlier clients that had that mentality and you know never got the new car and didn't go on the trips because boy, when they turned sixty five and retired, it was going to be game on. And unfortunately for him, he had pancreatic cancer two months after he retired, and lived about another three months. And I, I remember I you know, the wife is still a client of mine, and I care for her a lot. And she said, this was not part of the plan. And so one of the things we want to do is, we we want people to live an extraordinary life, not just in retirement, but now, and then into retirement and then through retirement. And one of some of the things we do is, uh, we love to see people pull retirement years into their 50s, right? Uh, you know, take a sabbatical, take a month off, it depends on the flexibility of their job. But pulling retirement into, uh, earlier years when you, when you still have time, you still have money. And most importantly, you still have your health, the energy,
1: right? Yep. Yeah. So who would you say your ideal client is Nate? Who is it that you think would be, uh, the best for you guys to help out?
3: So I th- I think our ideal client is somebody that, um, values, a relationship with somebody that will provide education and advice for them and they will be willing to take action on that advice. Uh, We love individuals that are coachable. Um, They uh, will listen and they'll implement things that we talk about. And we also want to work with somebody that wants to get the most out of life, you know, And, and retirement is really about fulfilling life. And that looks different for everybody, by the way. It's it's not necessarily fancy cars and traveling all over the world for everybody. It is what really fulfills them. And if they're excited about doing that in their life and they're excited about working alongside somebody that's going to give them the confidence to go out and execute that, uh, those are the type of people that we really uh, work the best with. And uh, you know, we find that a lot of times people are in a good financial position that they could do all these things. But because they don't have the proper plan and the education around that plan and an understanding of exactly where they're at in life and what they have the ability to do, they never do anything. And so it's those people that are saying, you know what? I want that plan. I want the knowledge and I want the confidence that I can go out and start spending this money that I've saved all my life, which is difficult for a lot of people to do. And they say, we're, we want that plan, we want that knowledge, and we want somebody to come alongside us and help make sure that we get it right all the way through. And those yeah, are the we're, people we're looking for.
2: Yeah. What we're not looking for are people that, uh, and we, we ask this question a lot when we're you know, doing discovery visits with clients, is that you know, your your net worth today is here. And at the end of your life, do you want your net worth to be much higher, about the same, or lower? And it's it's not really a trick question, but most people just intuitively say, oh, I, "I want my net worth to continue to grow," and we challenge people on that and say, oh, "I want Whoa. mine to be
1: lower because I want to live yeah. life." <laughs> that's right. Hey,
2: that's right. That's the kind of people we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. The challenge is how do you spend down your money in a in a way that you feel that you're not going to run out of money, but you're also not going to get to the end of your life and have this big pile of money that you didn't use. And so the the planning and the techniques that we use allow people to stay in that comfort zone of safely and confidently spending down their money while maximizing their lifetime fulfillment. That's what we solve for. We don't solve for net worth. We solve for maximum lifetime fulfillment through the the skills that we bring to the table.
1: How do you guys go about getting new clients?
3: Well, I think that that kind of comes to the core of who Greg and I are as, uh, and what our company is about is, is really, it starts with education first. And I think in, in this industry in particular, there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of opinions And we just want to stick to the facts. And so Greg and I, for the last um, six, I think going on seven years now, have taught a retirement class at a lot of local colleges, uh, public libraries, things of that nature. We have a a detailed curriculum that we teach two hours uh, for two nights. So there's four hours of curriculum uh, to teach somebody everything that they need to know about a comprehensive retirement plan. And when you can start with spending time with people, not selling, but truly educating and bringing value into their life, we find that there's certain people amongst that group that come and want to learn that are also looking for somebody to come alongside them. And we believe in starting a relationship with education and providing individuals with good information that they can now make an, a decision for themselves that's in their best interest. And so that's really kind of where it all starts.
2: And Wendy, we, we designed that because we were thinking if we wanted to hire a service professional of some sort, what is the process we would want to go through? And I want to spend time with that person. I want to know that they're that they're competent, that they're warm, and that they're caring. Um, you know, I want to have several meetings with them where they begin to break down my personal situation, so I can see how they work. Um, and so our our whole marketing, if you want to call it that, process is is designed to um, make it easy for us to make a mutual due diligence between is is this a good client for us. And are we good professionals for that client? So that's why we designed it through the education lens.
1: A lot about trust on both sides as well.
3: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and trust can only be built over time, right? And we're asking a lot of somebody to entrust us with their life savings. And that's why we feel like good education and spending time and not being in a rush really helps Go a long way to build that trust first.
1: Greg, what would you say your best investment philosophy is? What What is it that you tell people?
2: <laughs> uh, win by not losing would be one of them, right? Um, yeah, uh, upside performance is always. And, and I and I spent nine years as a chief investment officer for a large. A wealth management firm recently, and yeah, lose win win by not losing, especially when you're approaching or already in retirement. Losses have uh, uh, mathematical consequences during that particular time frame, and so what we do in order to do that, we we still believe in markets. We still believe that buying and holding uh, equities and, and bonds over a long time period has benefit, but we also mix in other different things in there so that we can. Limit those downside losses. So we have some risk-managed portfolios that are built in there with the buy-and-hold market-based stuff. Um, we also include all asset classes. You know, we're not just a stock and bond shop. We use uh, you know lots of different futures. I'm going to get too technical, but we we use other asset classes that typically people don't have exposure to, and we do that because they give us returns. That are dissimilar to what you typically see with stocks and bonds. And when you introduce dissimilar or non-correlated types of strategies and asset classes into an investment plan, you 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 limit the downside and you still maintain a, a good upside capture of, of performance. So win by not losing. I like that.
1: So what do you think, Nate?
3: Well, I think that. You've got to take those approaches that Greg was just talking about, and you've got to combine that with a comprehensive plan, right? It, the investments is just one component of a comprehensive retirement plan. We still need to talk about income planning. Uh, where are you getting your sources of income? And if for whatever reason something happened and you ran out of of your life savings, what are you living on? And, and is that for you? Is that just uh, social, social security checks? Do you have a pension? Are there other sources of foundational income that we just know is gonna show up every single month? And if we have that piece built in really well, it brings a lot of confidence and peace of mind for somebody. But we also have to look at how are we managing your healthcare in retirement? I don't know what healthcare event you're gonna have in your life, but I do know you're gonna need to pay for it, right? And we need to make sure that we have those things factored into the plan with the proper inflation uh adjustments and then we have long-term care which is another topic
1: which people don't really want to consider because they don't want to think about needing it
3: that's exactly right i mean it's it's not something that anybody gets excited about using however what we find is is that a lot of people are going through that or have gone through that with their parents and they see the impact that it makes On whether it's the estate and the financial plan of the estate or in the impact it has on them, if they're trying to help in that capacity during that time of life. And so, you know, having those pieces in place. And and then, you know, last but not least is that when you're not here, what's the legacy plan? Where does that money go? Right. And so we got to, we got to put all the components together. And when you add that in with the right investment approach for that individual. And you add in all the other pieces that were dotting the i's, were crossing the t's. Now somebody has an extraordinary level of confidence to know, I've thought of everything, I've got it all dialed in, and then we just work on course correction over time as things may may change.
2: And one of the one of the most important things, Wendy and Nate, that's you're you're spot on. It's what's interesting about the investment mix within, as Nate was saying, a a, a comprehensive retirement plan and income plan and all that stuff is, are people gonna stick with it, right? So I I can put together a plan, an investment plan for somebody that will work if they stay with it, right? And so what we do is we spend a lot of time understanding, not just risk tolerance, but risk preference, income preference you know how do you take income and we want all those things to be we take the time to learn what people are all about psychologically so that when we put the plan together it's something that will a it'll still work but it is a version of a plan that they can stick with over time because if you don't stay on the bus it doesn't matter if the bus gets to the destination you're not going to be on it
3: yeah Now, there there are things in life, and Greg and I talk about this a lot in our class. We say, you know, a good financial plan is planning on the plan, not going according to plan.
1: Wow, that's a mouthful.
3: (laughs) Life changes. Life changes. Curveballs get thrown. Um, There's, you know, unfortunate losses of spouses or a healthcare issue or whatever the case may be. And what are you going to do about it? It's not if some of these things happen, it's what are you going to do about it? And, And a part of that planning process is you should know and have clearly identified the things that you can do that if your plan is getting off track because of one of these unforeseen events how do you get it back on track and get it back on track quickly and that's those are things that we help with
1: let's get out of the office let's let's get you know leave work behind for just a little bit so i want to start with greg when you are not working what do you do for fun
2: I am you know I'm active I I play tennis at a fairly high level I I golf uh I like to fish those would be the the top 3 things and then certainly things with the family um you know my, my two great kids and my wife we 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 try to get out a lot we travel a lot I think we did six trips last year um hey I'm taking my own advice of pulling my retirement into my 50s right right so yeah uh so that that's those are the things that turn me on Nate
3: Well, uh, it's almost like these days, it feels like, what do I not do? Uh, (laughs) you know, anything that's outdoors, uh, adventurous and sometimes pushing me to my limits is where I find myself, uh, thriving. And, uh, certainly Greg and I like to, to golf together when we get a chance. And, and my wife and I, um, she's always challenging me. We're, we're going on, you know, big hikes or runs or uh, mountain bike riding, things of that nature. I love to fish, um, and, uh, you know, so anything that's outdoors that, that keeps me active, uh, is something that, uh, I'm generally interested in doing and we live in a, one of the most, best States in the country to do that in Colorado. And they, why are you so interested in torturing yourself with these that's outdoor activities? Let's, let's, let's get real about
2: what you did after having back surgery last year.
3: Yeah. Well, I, you know, one, I, I'm going to give uh, an amazing amount of credit to my wife, who is she's an extra extraordinary individual, and she comes from a, a, a amazing family that has the spirit about them that uh, they're always wanting to try new things, not afraid to to learn new things, fail, and and kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. And I think what I like about that is is that I don't want to get stagnant. I I don't like being comfortable. And I always want to be pushing myself to see how far can I go within reason to be able to achieve things that I never thought I would be able to achieve. And, you know, yes, I I did have back surgery and I signed up for an Ironman. Um, and it was my way of saying, I can still do this. And I needed to have something to um push myself because I didn't want to accept the fact that, yeah, I had a back issue and now I'm not going to be able to be as active and I'm going to have to live a more sedentary lifestyle, et cetera. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do actually the opposite and sign up for something incredibly extreme to just push myself through that. And that's just and you kind you of signed, way and you
2: signed and you signed up for the most difficult
3: <laughs> event possible. I did tell us, I tell did. us
1: the miles, Nate
2: quickly, quickly.
3: Yeah. yeah so, uh, we had a 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles on the bike and then ran a marathon, which is 26.2. So 140.6 miles total. And, uh, got it done in a little over 16 hours. And, and yes, Greg, as you, uh, always make sure that you remind people of is I did get second place in my household. Um, oh. yes, yes. my, <laughs> My wife, uh, you know, she beat me and uh, but she's amazing. But you finished. uh, I finished. finished. That was that was the whole goal.
1: Yes. That in and of itself is an amazing feat. But let's dig a little deeper, Nate. Why can't you feel comfortable? What is wrong with being comfortable?
2: (laughs) I love Um, being comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I was comfortable in Hawaii having an adult cocktail watching him on his little app run for 16
3: hours. I had a great time. I, would I was love so to comfortable. You.
1: Yes, Greg, I'll, I'll be next to you watching.
3: <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what it is. It, there's just always been something in me uh, from the time that, you know, I played a lot of sports uh, when I was younger, played college baseball for a couple years. But there was always something in me that had this drive to just kind of try to keep push those levels. And then, you know, when I got into my career and started building our company and doing all of that, some of that started to fade away because, you know, life all of a sudden can take over and you stop doing those things. But, um, you know, I I like to get to a a point to where if I think I can't be, I can't do something or if somebody tells me I can't do something, uh, it it is a challenge to me. Mm. Um, But I'm also that way with our, our business, with my, um, attitude towards retirement planning and taking care of our clients, et cetera, is, is always trying to push the envelope a little bit to say, what can we do more of? And and, and always working towards continual progress on getting something better. Um, that's just my mindset.
1: And how does that lead into your definition of success?
3: Um, That's a good question. Uh, I, I think that... Um, you know, definition of success probably looks a lot different for a lot of people. If we're talking in the specific realm of retirement, um, I, I think success is people providing uh, a plan and the confidence to individuals to go out and live life to the fullest with zero regrets, and and I think that. As much as a, from a financial planner perspective, sure, one of our biggest fears would be a client running out of money. That would, that would be a, 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 a tough thing to accept as an advisor that we allowed that to happen. But it would be equally as tough if somebody got to a point in their life and they said, I have so many regrets because I didn't go do these things while I could, especially when they had the money. And the resources to do it, but you know, life changes, and all of a sudden, a healthcare event happens, and now they don't have the ability to go do some of these things. And I would look at that as a as a failure. And so, for us, is uh, success really is is giving them confidence and watching and seeing them go do these things. And it's probably one of the the biggest areas of enjoyment that I get when I have families that take their kids and their grandkids to Hawaii because of the conversations that we had together and the fact that maybe this isn't about what's left over when you're no longer here. What about creating memories while you're alive Mm. and getting to go create those experiences with their families. And then they send me a postcard or they bring me their, their, their Christmas card. And that's their picture from that event. And we're seeing that happen more and more. And to me, that's success.
2: And Nate, it doesn't have to be financially, it doesn't have to be a a $30,000 trip to Hawaii for three weeks. It can be, we're grandparents and we're going to move to be close to our grandkids. And we're going to pick them up from the bus stop and take them to baseball practice, right? And get ice cream on the way home. So it doesn't have to be, it could could be a $5 ice cream cone, not a $30,000 trip. So, and Wendy, my my quick definition of success is I realized this a while ago is you sit around and you look at your life and you're always striving and Nate, you've strived more than anybody I know, but we're always striving for what's next. And you have to realize that the life that you live today, many aspects of it were goals that you had in the past that you've achieved. And at, at what point are you going to be content to live in that joy rather than always looking to what's next? What's the next car? What's the next house? What's the next trip? To be content in the life that you have. And uh, to me, that's that's success. To, to, to be rich uh, and always continuing to be striving for something that you don't have or that somebody else has that you want to match, that that is not the definition of success. That's the definition of always being unhappy, even though you continue to achieve. I
1: call that the happiness delayer. Hmm. Once you achieve one goal, then you have to set another goal. And that's when you'll be happy. And the system just continues to unfold in that way. But no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So we're coming up close to time here. So, you know, I wanted to ask Greg and then Nate, who is it that you hope that will find this podcast and listen to it and share it?
2: Somebody that really wants to begin to live now, somebody that wants to not delay life, uh, somebody that is pondering making that huge decision uh, to retire, somebody that is looking for all of the information to make good decisions, good financial decisions, and then somebody that's looking for a team of, of like-minded uh, professionals that will walk with them side by side as, as they live out their best life.
1: Anything you want to add, Nate?
3: I, I would completely agree. It's, it's really the individual that says, you know what? I'm going to take, it's time to take control. Let, let's do this. Let's go out and figure out what we need to do to go maximize life lifetime fulfillment. And if they're not getting that type of advice or having the, those types of conversations right now uh, with any professional relationships they have uh, from a financial planning perspective, uh, I would ask, why not? Uh, it, it's time to start having those conversations, to make a change and start building a plan to be excited about uh, an extraordinary life in retirement that you can have. And so those are the people that we would love to uh, talk to and we'd love for them to listen to this podcast.
1: Well, it was great to uh, meet you guys and get to know you better. So much more to come when it comes to this extraordinary podcast that we're going to have. And we're going to learn more and more about what makes you guys special uh, as we move forward. So thank you for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Wendy. Thanks for for all the questions. Enjoyed this. All right.
1: Thank you for joining us as well. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell.
0: Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.designwealthadvisors.com or give us a call at 720-833-7676
4: content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Design Wealth Advisors. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Design Wealth Advisors or RFG Advisory, or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Design Wealth Advisors and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.